Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Yeah, he really does. He yes, really does. Sure that's right. him, or is that the place that they're calling? No, no that's no, him. That's him. That's him. We can't like... see the all twenty-two, so we can't see when guys. No, are no, 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 no. That's him. It's not. It's it's not about all. It's not about about whether or not. Like it's not about what's going on out there. It's third and one. Yeah. Your balls on the you know whatever your thirty-something yard line. He steps up in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And he throws a ball, but he's stepping up in the pocket. First off, he probably could have ran for that one. Yes. But even if he didn't run, even if he doesn't run for the one, when he delivers the ball, it's not like the, the pocket is, it's not like he's got anybody draped all over him. He throws like a sidearm, like Missile. Patrick Mahomes type of ball. Okay. When, 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 just, when he doesn't need to do that, it's just like, just but deliver. The ball get there? It sailed. No, it goes to the ground. It, it went high oh, and like okay. sailed so on. Missed. It. That's that's the he completely missed. That's the problem. So it's like that's what I'm saying. It's just like that's what I'm saying. The difference between if you watch the games, that's what I'm saying. The difference between him and Mike White. When I've watched the Mike White games, fucking it's Mike White. Mike White makes he just makes the play. Like he lost. It's not spe- It's not spectacular. He just makes the play. Yes, that's why I like Mike White. He does the job. He does his job. Just do he your fucking job. job. I don't know Just you as a pass fan. Do your job. But do who, your did, job. Who, who did they lose to with Mike White? Who was it? Um, they lost, lost to the Bills. They lost um, to the Bills Vikings. in Minnesota. Yeah, that's yeah, it. They lost to two of the best teams in the NFL, Ace. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and, and Zach Wilson would have lost that game, too. We those aren't Zach, two of the best that, teams in the NFL. We could have won. Record-wise, those are two of the best teams in the NFL. What do you, what do you, what do you, how you argue? You got the Eagles, too, but still. I mean, come on. Minnesota, do you really believe them? Record-wise, they are two of the best That's teams in the NFL. You. I said, do you really believe Minnesota is one of the best teams in the league? Not when they face the Lions, but you based know. off of what? <laughs> based, based off, off of how, their win-loss record, or based, based off, off of, how of they... their point differential, which is still <laughs> negative. And I've told you this already. I've said that they are that they are the type of team Even that they have wins. 11, they have eleven wins and they're by this like seven. But you know that they win. They win games close, and when they lose, they get bleed. They get blown out. That's how you get it. That's how you get a negative win differential. It doesn't mean they're a bad team. I never said they're a bad team. What? I just said they're not a contender. I'm not saying they're, you said, said they're, they're a bad fake. team. I'm saying they're a bad team. I'm saying they're slightly no. above average. That's no, I saying. think they're I think they're a good team that figures out how to teams. and the rest of the good, division is not playing very well. So they gotta jump on everybody. They're a they're a very good offensive team. Their defense is not where it's supposed to be. And so they're like like you said, they're slightly above average. I would say I would I would agree with that, that they are an above average team. Yeah. But they are not a bad team. And so you could I'd like to point out, I'd like to point out that the Jets beat the Bills with Zach Wilson at quarterback. No, they beat them with, with, with a with a good defense. They beat the Bills with the, the Did defense. they win the game? Did it they win running the game? and running? It wasn't because of Zach. Though. Was he the quarterback? So it was Brees Hall. Okay. Brees Hall right. beat Brees Hall. If you want to talk it about offense, good. it was Brees Hall. That's like saying I know they, my damn team, the, Ace. I know my team is Brees Hall. Zach Wilson didn't do shit. Zach Wilson should be in the Canadian team right now, fetching some water for the third string quarterback. That's what Zach Wilson should be at right now. CFL ends in uh November or later. CFL ends in uh, Halloween because they start. I don't give a damn. That's what Zach Wilson should be right now. No practicing for that for that league. Because he sure don't belong in the NFL. Uh, He's not an NFL quarterback right now. You're a president of the Zach Wilson fan club. Yes, yes, because he was he was supposed to be doing all these things, and all he had to do was just learn the simple shit. How long? You know, you had the whole fucking off season to learn simple shit that they teach you in Pee Wee League. 
just play. Look, I mean, I may not. I'm. I've never. I never professed myself to be the biggest Jared Goff fan, but one thing that he does do on a pretty regular basis now with Detroit that I've watched over the last few weeks is he makes the plays that are in front of him. He doesn't try to force them. He doesn't try to like force things. He just does. He just does his job. And that led that has led to what six, you know, a six and one record over the last seven weeks and like 12 touchdowns to no interceptions. Like what I, what I will say is this, if you're going to give the quarterback credit for the losses, you got to give him credit for the wins if he's on the team and he started. I'm not giving him credit for anything. If he's not turning the ball over and he's making and he's making plays, then Ace. he got him in position to at least Ace. run the ball. But he, unless Ace. the guys running in eighty, Ace. unless the guys running in eighty yards. If it wasn't for Zach up. Wilson, the, so they beat Zach the Bills Wilson. when Zach Wilson was the QB. He had no turnovers. He had a touchdown pass and didn't play terrible. So it's what happened from that game to the rest of the game? It's called a defense hold him down and Brees Hall scored the touchdown. Like he did what he Zach did. Wilson to do. He got him enough shit. points. Zach Wilson didn't do shit. It was called Brees. It was called Brees Hall scored a touchdown and the defense hold him down. I That's think what the it Jets was. fans. I think the Jets and the Jets fans in the league got hyped because Mike White went off on the no, no, off on Mike, the Bears. No, no, no. Mike White actually runs the fucking offense, and he actually can toss to ten different people. Right. Zach Wilson, the only, the only thing he tosses to is the fucking ground. And it's and also it's dude. It's not. It's not just the fans, right? League. I said the league. The media went off on it too. They were like, "Mike White, White Mike." But the the media went off of it. The Jets, the Jets offensive linemen were wearing Mike White T-shirts. Yeah, because the, the receivers, because what that lets me know is they hate Zach Wilson. They don't like that dude. The young receiver. Would you like him too if he's not playing? Good? I'm not on the team. Like I don't know the man. He could be a nice guy. I have no idea. He might be the nicest guy in the world, but if you play like shit, man, go fetch me coffee. I don't need you on this damn team. Go fetch right. me coffee. Take off that uniform. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to make you lose your mind. Because you know, I'm just, it's I'm just you, defending you, the guy and saying he's not as bad as everybody's saying he is. All I know is that we could have sw- even swapped the Patriots this year. But his ass cost us the fucking games. Both times? Yes. All right. He's the reason. Maybe yeah. Bill Belichick just hates the Jets. I don't know. We would have been we would have been locked into the one of the wild card seats right now. Instead of fighting for this bullshit because of his ass. Well, I'm shocked that this dude, Evan Ingram, is like a player right now. You know what it shows? How bad the Giants offense was the past two years. No, there was actually that's all that really shows. That's you bringing this up through the that's you bringing this broadcast. So, so you're telling me he went to Jacksonville and he just became a better person? Yes, that's the reason why. That's why he went to Jacksonville because the warm weather just healed his drops. That's the reason why he signed with Jacksonville. They actually was signing about. They was actually talking about that day. What's name? Doug Peterson actually makes the warm weather made him catch better. No, Doug Peterson is actually a good coach. It made him. I mean, look, you put the kid on the jugs machine and make him catch a thousand balls on during the summer. I mean, he'll eventually get better. You know, maybe, it's just like if the you Giants make, offense sucked, make, like it make did the Mitchell past Robinson, two seasons. Make Mitchell Robinson shoot a hundred free throws a day. Eventually, he's gonna start hitting them. I mean, like eventually, <laughs> the guy's gonna start getting it right. That's what he yeah, does for a living. It's your job. Catch you the fucking football. That's I have, it. I have an interesting stat about Mitchell Wilson, Mitchell Robinson. He is in the top 10 in the NBA for win shares. Okay. So basically what that advanced stat says is he's the reason why the Knicks are winning all these games. He's the most important player to that team, which is interesting because he's barely averaging like kind of a double-double. But it's not really about his points. It's not about his points. The the Knicks are winning with defense, and he's he's the best defender on the team by a a mile. They're scoring a lot of points. But they're winning with their defense. They have one of the top defenses in the NBA during the Actually, winning streak. 
Yeah, during the during streak. the winning streak over the whole season, no. But during the win streak, yeah. No, but during the win streak, they've had one of the top defenses in the NBA, and yeah. he is their best defensive player yeah. by a mile. They're taking advantage of a lot of injuries on other teams too, which was which is smart. So that's not taking advantage. Guys. It's not like they injured the people. It's not taking advantage of them. They could that's, lose to these teams too. They could have lost. They're playing. They're, they're playing the, the game State on the schedule. Steph Curry, but you know they won. Yeah, but Steph Steph Curry didn't get hurt in New York. Like he no, got hurt no. two week, like two games. I get before what that. you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But like you know, these other teams are still losing to them. This is okay. the worst team on the road, but it is what it is. Home of the sport. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace and and Malik. Yeah, I can't believe up, I'm y'all? here. I was supposed to be having a good old time on my team, but no. Enjoying this Jets play right now. Yeah, but I'm also being here because I enjoy this more than that because I ain't definitely watching this ass kicking. In, but anyway, in, in fairness for all openness, I did pick the Jags because I thought the bad weather would slow down the Jets defense, and it Next did. Week, and we're go to Nashville, the Jags just making a few more plays. Just not only because of fandom, but you know, I thought that you know the defense can hold it down. But you know, thanks to a crappy quarterback that gives threes and outs and picks and all this other things. Oh, now you're gonna censor yourself? You've been cussing for the past twenty minutes. Now it's crappy. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. The, the the red light came on. It said on the air, so you know, I'm trying my best to hold it down. He did Fair apologize enough. for you know <laughs> all the children, his, his vulgarity, his vulgarity before we started before we started recording. So clearly, he was yeah. conscious of it. The most fair enough, the most surprising spread of the week: Atlanta Falcons at the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Marcus Peters is not going to play. Uh, Lamar Jackson is not going to play, and Calais Campbell right. is not going to play six for and Baltimore. Half. And it is, huh? No, it's six and a half. And Baltimore right. is favored by six and a half points. Yeah, the over/under is forty. I don't know where they it think all these down. points are going to come from. It's just it went down. You just see the number now. It's thirty-five yeah. and a half. I did. It's 35 and a half. That makes a lot yeah. more sense. Um, it's going to be like 18 degrees. I think they're playing Saturday, correct? Yeah. This is when the NFL starts playing on Saturdays because, you know, college isn't there. So let's get all these games. In. Well, no, because it's Christmas Eve. You okay. know, they're not going to have all those games to play all those games on Christmas Day. They used to. They'll, well, they'll be going up against the NBA. Yeah, they so, can't do that. They're intentionally. You realize they're intentionally going up against the NBA. They're doing yeah, they that have, on purpose. They have three games scheduled for. They're for doing Christmas. that every year now. Okay, well, they have three games scheduled for Christmas Day, yeah. and the majority of their slate is going to be played on Christmas Eve because they know people got other things to do on Christmas Day. So, in all likelihood, to get the best, to get the best turnout, yeah, in on on in the stadiums, like in the games, to get the best turnout, and then also to get the best turnout of people watching from home. Play him on Saturday. Fair enough. All right. People got shit to do on Sundays. On, they do. On, on what are you doing Day. on Sunday? I'm doing the same shit I was. I would have been doing anyway. I'm watching basketball and football and taking my family out for dinner. Oh. Because I'm not cooking this year. What y'all, what y'all getting to eat? I have no idea. We already made reservations. My wife made reservations. I have no idea where we're going. Like I'm just going to show up. I'm just going to show up <laughs> and pay. Back to the Back to the week of games, Baltimore is laying six and a half points to Atlanta, whose quarterback is underwhelming, who lost last week, as I said he would, because the Saints won. Um, the Saints were not able to cover. So being as Baltimore's defense is pretty amazing and Atlanta's offense is pretty terrible, and they're playing outside, and it's going to be like 15 degrees in Baltimore on Saturday, I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. I think Tyler Huntley will just be able to run, 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 run the ball. 
They're going to break Atlanta down because it's going to be the coldest it's been in Baltimore in like 40 years. And yeah, they should cover this. They should beat them by a touchdown. And who do you got? Yeah, that's a good question. That's definitely you a good question. Yeah, I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm, you know, I'm a little heartbroken over here on the side. But what teams are we talking about here? I do apologize because I was on the side the, crying over here. The Falcons. The Falcons and the Ravens. Oh, okay. Because this one, this one I already know. I have my pick already. I'm picking Atlanta in the under in this one. I actually believe they can actually make a good sport of this. And I really don't like how I, I really I'm not really feeling the backup quarterback um Hundley on the uh, oh. Ravens on this. Oh. But I'm gonna definitely go with Atlanta in this one. I'm taking them in the under. And this is gonna be my first lock of the week. I'm gonna have to switch that over from the Jets since I'm actually we actually starting this with this one. So this is gonna All be my right. first lock of the week instead of the crappy ass Jets. I'm gonna take the over on this one. I think 35 and a half is really low. Baltimore's deep offense has been pretty terrible, but Atlanta's just been awful on the road, so I don't believe in them at all. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, Baltimore's offense has been anemic um, and with, with Huntley or since Lamar Jackson. Remember since Lamar Jackson left, honestly. Um, and But their defense has still been good. Marcus Feeders and and that that defense has been, you know, pretty, pretty stout. Uh, they've been really good against the run since Roquan Smith got there. And I just don't see how Atlanta's scoring points right now. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the last game when uh, Desmond Ritter's first start after, you know, a two-week ramp up to getting ready for that game, he threw for like 97 yards. So if, you know, what we're talking about is correct, then, you know, I just don't see where the points are coming from against a good Baltimore defense that can make um, that can make plays happen um, on that side of the ball and an offense that can run the football with um, with their rushing attack. So I'm going to take Baltimore. Uh, I like the under on this as well, just because I think it's it's going to just be an overall low-scoring game. Uh, I want to see what, what Desmond Ritter can do before I start picking him to actually win games outright. So take Baltimore on the under on this one. I just don't believe in Ritter, man. Like, if the Saints defense can stop you in a dome, you're going to have a lot of problems outside against Baltimore. You know? Yeah, I mean, but playing in Cincinnati, he he definitely had to play in, you know, in weather situations, it wasn't like it's not like he's he went yeah. from like California to Atlanta, but um, but yeah, it's just I think he's it's his second week, speed of the game. Baltimore's got a really good defense, and you know, and and they're really good against the run, and that's the only way that Atlanta was able to generate offense last week against New Orleans was was with the run, um, and New Orleans is not as good against the run as Baltimore is, so expect the running game to be you know taken care of and force the ball into Desmond Ritter's hand, force him to make some plays. And if you're going to bet, I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to bet. I'm more comfortable betting that Desmond Ritter is not ready yet. Next up, we got Detroit at Carolina. I think this is a very easy one. Detroit is the road favorite. Carolina's minus two and a half. The over-under is 43 and a half. Um, this, the weather is going to be affecting everybody, but I am going to lean on Detroit. I think they're going to cover. I think this game is going to be uh, under. And I think Detroit is going to be able to win this by a touchdown easy. This is going to be my first lock of the week. Go ahead, Ann. Well, um, this is actually going to be my second lock of the week. I'm going to go with Detroit in the over in this one. I think Detroit can score, definitely rack up a lot of points. Um, quite, even though Sam Donald won the um the battle between the former Jets quarterbacks last week against Geno Smith, he looked like he was actually coming through. I don't believe in Carolina at all, so I'm going to go with Detroit and actually quite on their road to the playoffs. 
Malik. It's weird that we all go for Detroit. Um, it's weird to be in. I'll just, just going to say overall, it's weird to be a fan in this position at this at this moment right now, especially as it as it pertains to the Detroit Lions. Everybody's been talking positively about them for the last you know three weeks or so, yeah. um, and so it feels really weird being in this it's like ninety seven all over again. I, even well, even were even different from ninety seven. Like it's different from the Barry Sanders years. It's even different from the Megatron, Matt Stafford years because everyone still felt like they're still, they're the lions and like eventually they're going to fade or fall off. Um, and then in most situations it was, Oh, well, the offense is really, really good with those star players, but the defense is crap. So we don't have to worry about it. And they're, and they're going to fall and fall on their faces. Um, this year it's just, it feels different just because everyone likes the team. It's not just about like everyone, people want to root for the lions. It's with the exception of obviously, you know, fans of the NFC North, but even the NFC North, even fans in the NFC North, I've heard Packers fans and I've heard Packers fans and Bears fans legitimately openly say, hey, you know, root As for you guys. Fan, there's no, there's no rivalry between the Bears and the Lions. Right, right. It's only the, Vi- I mean, Vikings fans, they, you know, they're, they're scared of us, you know, because um, mm. we, we, we smoked them. We smoked yeah, they, them. They don't they're want to see Vikings, Vikings, so. don't see, Vikings don't want to see the, the Lions in the playoffs because they're going to get smoked. The Vikings, nah. the Vikings are not the Vikings. The, well, the two the Vikings and the Lions have played. Is it possible if the Lions win? They they're not the seventh seed if they make it. Um, no, they would have to win. They would have to win a, go in as a seventh seed, and they wouldn't play the Vikings first round. They would play like whoever the two seed would be, probably San Francisco, and they probably lose that game. But um, so suffice all that to say, mm. I'm going with Detroit on the pick. Um, this is going to be my first lock of the week. Uh, I feel like Detroit's just now starting to figure out how to win games uh, on the road. That game against the Jets, they played some of the best defense I've seen them play um, in a long in a long time. Um, yeah. But it's been trending that way, so it's like they're they're getting better as the games go on on that side of the ball, and the offense is doing just enough to make enough plays. Ben Johnson, I mean, I swear he's a really he's, as great, he, as good an offensive coach that he is, I can absolutely see him getting a head coaching job, you know, next season uh, and only be with us for one year. It would suck, but whatever. Um, but yeah, Detroit looks really good. Carolina looked really bad against Pittsburgh last week, losing that game at home uh, against the Steelers. And um, yeah, I just don't see where the points are coming. Sam Darnold is not just he's not ready for the prime time. He's not he's not ready for this. And um, yeah, I don't see Carolina. I don't see Carolina holding for it, even though they're at home. So I'll take Detroit and uh, and the under. Um, I'll give the points here, and I'm locking them in. Yeah, I do like um, um Detroit's offensive coordinator. He definitely is, maybe can get a job as a uh, head coach real fast. You're right about that. Which which I'm would hoping, suck. Uh, Eric Bieniemy gets hired, but that's just yeah. Me. That's the thing is like if he does get hired, as great as he's been, as yeah. good as he's been as an offensive coordinator. If Houston hires him as their head coach, I'm gonna be like, this is this is some BS right here. If he gets, I mean, it's and it's not saying that Ben Johnson wouldn't be deserving of the job because of the job that he's done in Detroit. It would just be like, wow, you know, the golden kid from Detroit, you know, gets hired, but the guy who's been doing it literally every year for the past three or four years for one of the best teams in the world. The problem with the enemy is that he's under Andy Reid, and everybody keeps giving Andy Reid all the credit, no matter what Andy Reid says. It somehow doesn't work that way when you work for um, what's that guy in San Francisco? 
Oh, you're talking about him, uh, or when you work, or when you oh, work Shanahan. in Los Angeles, yeah, when you work for Shanahan, or when you work for the Rams. Somehow those guys just they get all the credit in the world, but I'm not but, gonna bog down on that. But the thing is, he, he's BNME is interviewed, right? He's yeah. it's not like he's not, it's not like he's too. not being entertained. He's not been entertained at all. He's yeah. getting interviews. So to me, it's like if if that was the case, it then I would I would want to hear from someone saying that. In the interviews, he sounded like he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> they keep saying that he's. They keep saying that he has bad interviews. I don't know. I don't know if it's because they say he's had bad interviews or they looking at some stuff he did in the past or whatever. It's, like, it, it's something that it's something wrong that they keep blocking him from moving up. Like if you if you if you if you get if you put him on the board, like if you said if you, if you said like yo, we put him on the board. We said like, hey, you know. Fourth, fourth and eight, you know, on your on the other team's thirty-five yard line, you know, what's the play call here? And he says, and he just said Mahomes. <laughs> he just he just said Mahomes. They're like, yeah, but you don't have Mahomes here. Like he's like, did we get Mahomes? Like, <laughs> you you know what, um, Eric, the, Bennett, oh, you know, be a perfect movie um cross reference for for Eric Bieniemy. Um, you know, Shar- Shar- Redemption when um what's the name um Shar- Shar- was put. Pl- so I'm saying, and um, uh, what's the name? Uh, kept on get, coming to the um warden and stuff like that to you know to get the um to get on um, what's the name? What's the name? Never. I was about to say bailed out. I don't even know which character you're talking about here. Morgan Freeman's about character. Red. Red. Yes, Red. And remember every time he kept on coming to the wardens or whatever, and they had the, they had the um the judge panel or whatever, so he get yeah. his uh, parole or early parole yeah. or whatever like that. And he kept on saying, "This is Eric B. Enemy." He kept on getting the parole. They kept on saying, "No, oh, no, no." Lord. He should be coming at the end like, "Fuck y'all," whatever. You know, that's why if I was Eric B. Enemy, that's why I'd be coming. I'd be coming over to the interview like, "Fuck y'all, I don't care. Y'all guys ain't gonna pick me anyway." Blah 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 blah. Call it a day. And then they just parole him, and then yeah. that's how he gets his job. Yep, and that's how he gets his job. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I would live stream that on NFL Network. <laughs> Buffalo Bills at the Chicago Bears. The Bears are getting eight and a half points at home. They covered quite easily against Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia has a better run defense than Buffalo does. All Chicago seems to be able to do is run the ball well. So I'm going to take Chicago to cover. And I'm going to take the over because they scored 45 points last week combined. So I think Chicago can put up 20. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to put up 25 or 27, and Chicago covers. It's going to be that simple. I don't even need to overthink it. Um, they're not going to be able to throw the ball much because, once again, it's going to be a high of 11 degrees at 1 p.m. in Chicago. So to all those Buffalo fans who were saying it was cold enough for them, hopefully it'll be cold enough for y'all if y'all go out to Chicago and sit in that stadium on the non-sunny side at 1 p.m. at Soldier Field. I hope you all enjoy that football weather that you guys love so much. Go ahead, Ed. Shout-outs to Buffalo fans. They definitely travel well, and there's going to be a whole lot of them in, um, what's the name, in Chicago this weekend. I can see that right now. But I'm sorry, Ace. I'm going to have to go the opposite way of you and pick Buffalo in the over on this one. Buffalo needs to get, get, get these wins, whatever, and make sure that they save that number one seed, and there's no way they're going to be packing anything right now. So you think, wait, so you think buff, not just Buffalo wins, they win and beat them by more than nine points? Yes. Okay. Go ahead, Malik. So um, the last game, um, Chicago played, who was that they played? And they were, Eagles. they were, it was Eagles, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. And they were nine point dogs at home. And yeah, they it's played about the same now, yeah. Right. And they played, they played a, a spirited, interesting game. Had a good game plan and you know and Picked came out and, and, twice. 
and almost won the game. They injured yeah. Jalen Hurts. Thank, thank you so much, Chicago Bears, for injuring oh, the quarterback won't. on my fantasy football team. Um, because he's not playing uh, <laughs> this uh, week and probably won't play next week if I happen to make it to the final. Who's your backup? My backup in one league is Gardner Minshew. My backup in the other league is Dak Prescott. So um, we'll see. Gardner Minshew is yeah. too. Yeah. So anyway, um, but Chicago played well. I mean, they they played a good game. They you know they didn't give up. You know they they lost, but they they covered the number, and it was a good, solid, well played game against a team that you know on paper should have beaten them pretty soundly. And so I don't see any reason to believe that that's not going to happen again. Um, so I'm inclined to pick Chicago here to go with and, and go get take those eight and a half points uh, at home. Um, no real, you know, no real statistical reason around it. It's just more like, look, Buffalo is playing to not lose games and they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to lose. They don't want to lose the game. So they're not going to come out here to try to, you know, it's, it's not a statement game for the Bills. Just Something win the I game. Will, I will count on is. uh the only way Buffalo is going to blow them out is if Josh Allen runs a bunch. And I really don't think yeah. they're going to want him to do that. That's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not a statement game for them. Yeah. This is not the type of game that they need to win in order. They need to win in order to keep pace um, and keep in front of Kansas city and keep that number one seed. The but they don't need to win. And they don't, they don't need to like, they don't need to like show the world how good we are against the yeah. bears in Chicago. And they don't need to show the world that they can play in cold weather. This is Buffalo. Right. So it's like, they're, they're both teams are perfectly fine with playing in this type of conditions. And I think, but I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a close, low scoring game. So I'm going to take Chicago in the under uh, here and I'm going to lock them in as my second lock of the week. All right. I'm moving on to New Orleans at Cleveland. New Orleans is on the road getting three points. The over under is 32 and a half. I believe that is the lowest one of the week. It is also going to be freezing cold in Cleveland. Um, New Orleans has the worst against the spread record I think I've seen in a long time. They are one in five, meaning they should not win this game. It will not be close, and they have no shot. Um, I don't believe much in Cleveland, but they can run the ball really well. So I just somehow I feel like this is going to end up a push, being as this is like a three-point game. With that being said, New Orleans needs it more because Cleveland is basically not going to make the playoffs. They have to win out, and they need so much help from everybody else. Both of these teams overall in their last 10 games are like five and five and four, six against the spread. So it's a coin flip here, but I'm taking the Saints. Um, I just have more faith in them as an offense. I guess they have better receivers than Cleveland does. Everybody in Cleveland's receiving room is hurt except for David Njoku. So I don't know. Maybe the tight end can win them the game by himself, but I doubt that. Go ahead, Ant. Oh, sorry. I was just looking at a real quarterback came in for the Jets. Shout out to Chris Traveler. But anyway, um, I'm going with Cleveland in the over in this one. I think Cleveland is going to be – is this going to actually be a good game over here? Actually, sorry, Cleveland in the under in this one. It's actually going to be a good game in this one, but I think Cleveland is definitely a cold-weather team, obviously. They can run the ball, obviously. And, you know, shout-out to LeVon, who's missed, who has not been with us for a while. Home team, dome team. Well, this is not home team, dome team right here. This is a home team out of the dome team. So they're going to lose in this one, in my opinion, in the cold-weather we might actually see a quarterback in Cleveland co- come to life. Life in your way? Give me Cleveland in the under. All right, Malik. Um, sorry, Ace. I want to put your want to get yours in. Who did you pick? I took New Orleans. You took New Orleans. Okay. Um, I like Cleveland here. 
if you're telling me that everyone is healthy and playing uh, at a high level, from the last thing I heard, Nick Chubb might be out. I know he's not practicing. He hasn't been practicing this week. He might be out. My pick. He might be out, which means Kareem Hunt will be this. Will will you know be manning manning the deck here? Um, and then the other the other um, situation was the receiver situation is just is in in shambles. Um, and so that's what's going to make it tough. New Orleans is actually a pretty good defensive team and can make some can make some plays on that side of the ball. And the and Dennis Allen is is calling up some pretty inventive plays. We saw the Taysom Hill touchdown pass last week. Um, they're you know figuring out ways to just score points, uh, even you know in an unconventional manner. So I'm going to take New Orleans to you know to cover and get these three. Um, I'll take New Orleans on the road um, and get the three, and I'll take the over just because that number is so damn low. Yeah, I'm taking the over on basically anything on, at thirty. I just don't. I'm not buying into the hype that all these overs like there's historic amount of money on the unders this week. It's it's wild. You've probably seen articles on like BR betting and any other things. If you listen to us, you probably pay attention to that. But yeah, there's like hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions more on the unders than on the overs for most of these games that are outdoors, at least. Next up, we got Seattle at Kansas City. Seattle is getting 10 points. The over under is 49. And Kansas City has not covered a spread in the past three weeks. Therefore, I'm taking Seattle because they need this game. Kansas City does not. Um, I don't really think they can catch Buffalo, although they probably do want to be at home. Uh, I know Seattle's not going to lose by more than 10 points. So therefore, I'm going to lock this one in. It's my second lock of the week. Seattle will lose, but they will cover. 10 points is just too much. And I'm going to take the under. Go ahead, Ed. Hey, I'm rolling the dice in this one. Lucky seven. I'm taking KC in the over in this one. I'm taking those, taking that and running to the bank. Give me, give me the smackdown. Sorry, I know Geno Smith just made the Pro Bowl. Shout out to him. But you know what? KC's still gonna is gonna win this and they're gonna be a bloodbath. Give me KC in the over. I'd like to point out just before you get to get it, you don't, you know, you can resend your pick. Um, Kansas City is. Zero five and one at home against the spread. I just want you to know that they have not covered one game at home the entire season. You heard what I said. All right, I did. Put that down. All right, lock it in. <laughs> Go ahead, Malik. Um, <laughs> Casey laid an egg. Um, last week they were supposed to beat the breaks off of uh, Houston. I believe who that was. Yeah, they were supposed to beat Houston down. I think they were 14 point favorites. We all took KC in that game. Well, I think Ace, I think you might have taken Houston. Um Houston, because I'm not insane. 14 points yeah. is too much. We all took KC in that game because we saw what they had done against previous opponents. And Houston was just a bad team. Um, and Houston came, played spirited football, brought it in overtime, and just wound up losing, losing in that situation. Um, but KC should beat anybody that they play in you know, in Arrowhead and in Arrowhead at home. So I think Casey wins the game. I just find it really, really difficult that a team like Seattle, as well coached as they are and as well put together as they are, they may not be a great team, but they are a good enough team to keep to the number and to keep it close. Um, so I, I just like the points here. I think Casey wins this game. I think Casey wins this game pretty easily. 
but I like the number here. I want those 10 points. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Seattle. I'm not locking it in because I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to take Seattle and the under, I'm sorry, and the over uh, on the, on the number there. Uh, the number being 49. I think this will be a, you know, relatively mid, mid-level scoring game and, and probably gets up to the thirties, at least for KC. All right. Next up, we are moving on to the New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings. The Giants. Degrees. Hmm? Sorry, it's cold as hell outside. I just had to step outside for a second. Yeah, it's going to be freezing all weekend for everybody. It hasn't hit me yet in Massachusetts, but uh, by Saturday, it'll be like 18 degrees. Yeah, it's 20 it's degrees like... right now in Texas. Exactly. And you live in not just Texas. You're in South Texas. So, yeah, so you're in Dallas. South is supposed to be Eat hot Texas, but no. Hopefully, the grid don't go out. I am really praying for y'all. No joke on that, because I know what happened last year. Yeah, time. me too. Y'all yeah, don't remind me that way. Um, that being said, Ooh. Minnesota Vikings are luckily a dome team because it's going to be like negative seven in Minnesota this week. <laughs> uh, so the Giants don't got to deal with that. Minnesota finds a way to win and the Giants find ways to lose. They did get some help from the refs last week because they tackled a guy and they did not get a pass interference call somehow. But Minnesota has to win by four and they very rarely win games by more than four three points so that being said i can't really take minnesota because they're four and four at home against the spread and the giants are four and one so the giants are going to somehow lose this game by a field goal but i'm going to take the giants getting three and a half four even three points um if it drops below that take the vikings if it gets down to two take the vikings they'll probably win the game by three points somehow some way but give me the giants and lock this in as my third lock of the week get in Um, I'm going to have to go the other way on this one. Uh, no surprise, surprise, surprise on this one. But um, anyway, I'm taking Minnesota. I'm taking them in the over. Um, I actually believe that they actually have a chance to actually win this game and quite win it well. They have a more talented team, and I think think those stats that you read, Ace, sounds good and all. But I think that was against more a more of a talented team than the Giants are right currently right now. So I'm going to go with Minnesota in the over this one. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Ant. Um, I think Minnesota's, I think the main thing that Minnesota was dealing with um, over the course of the last few weeks was the pressure to win the division. Um, They played, they played tight in a lot of situations. I think, I think against Detroit uh, in that game against Detroit, they were, they played very tight early on and then Detroit got up, got, got up to a comfortable enough lead and they couldn't score. You could tell, you could tell that they were able to move the ball up and down the field as much as they wanted to, but they just couldn't get the ball into the end zone. And I think that's where things got tight for them. Um, and then as Detroit was scoring points, they and they were not, um, they started to pressure. They started to press a little bit and it got to, it got to them. Um, I think it doubled down when they then played at home against Indianapolis in a game that they absolutely should have won pretty handily and found themselves down 33 points, 33 points at halftime. Um, and they finally so just said... Though. Yeah, I mean, it felt like they just finally said, you know what, screw it, the hell with it. We're just going to let it rip. We're just going to play our game and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. And they just gradually chopped the tree down and Jeff Saturday and and the Colts, you know, kind of wilted uh, wilted in the moment. Um, so I just think that I think the monkey's off their back. You know, the proverbial monkey is just off their back. They won the division. 
They don't need this game for anything. They're not going to catch Philly most likely for that number one seed. They're pretty much locked into what they are. And so now it's just playing loose and, you know, trying to stay healthy and not, you know, uh, you know, keep, keep stacking wins so that they don't fall behind San Francisco, but stay healthy and keep themselves in in contention for that number two slot. So I'm going to take Minnesota to win the game outright. Um, Still think the giants have a, Good team, and what they did last week against Washington in Washington was impressive. Um, but that was a divisional game, and I expected that to be a close, you know, a close game all the way through. Um, still think that the Giants have some problems, you know, scoring scoring the ball on offense. And even though Minnesota is not a defense that's going to stop you very often, um, you know, the Giants don't show me don't don't appear to be an explosive style offense. So um, I'll take Minnesota, and I'll take the over. All right. Next up, we got Cincinnati at New England. Cincinnati is a road favorite, getting three points. The over-under is 41.5. I'm taking the over. Um, I'm also going to take Cincinnati because they are the hottest team in the NFL right now outside of the Detroit Lions. I just don't have much faith in New England. Um, they kind of underwhelmed last week. I was kind of shocked by that because I really did think they were going to win that game. As I said, that was my most confident pick, and they let me down. So once bitten, twice shy for me. There's no way I'm going to be picking against Cincinnati. Um, I said it on the recap show. I'm going to say it again. Whoever wins the AFC North is going to the Super Bowl for the AFC. If that's Cincinnati, if that's Baltimore, whoever the healthiest team is that wins that division, they will be going to the Super Bowl for the AFC. I believe that, and I'm going to bet that um, before the year is over, just so I can get good odds. Give me Cincinnati. I'm going to lock this in, and I'll let – I'll. I'll give those three points to the wing one. They're going to beat them by a touchdown. You see, go ahead, Ann. Well, I hope you're right about that because I definitely don't want to see the Bills in the playoffs. Just as me hating. But anyway, as far as for this game is concerned, I'm definitely going to take the Bengals. They're going to take the under. I don't believe that the myth that anymore that is called Bill Belichick. Sorry, he's a good defensive person. That's the only reason I'm picking the under in this one. And I don't believe in the Patriots, and I don't believe in a fake um offensive coordinator that they have over there, Matt Patricia. So give me Cincinnati and give me the under in this one. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a sweep here from us guys. Uh Cincinnati is is playing really good football at this point. Uh and even though they're on the road, um, I think that this number is is pretty inflated. I mean, pretty deflated. Um, it's just it's the respect of Bill Belichick and that uh and that 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 team in New England still. I mean, I don't see how you could pick pick New England now when when you just seeing that last that last play against the Raiders was just so ridiculous. And it was so just not what you expect from a new England team, from a Belichick coach team. Um, that just, it was just really, really weird to see that happen. And yeah, I mean, Mac Jones is taking a, a serious step back. You know, Anthony's right. The team doesn't have an offensive coordinator. Um, I'm happy to see that situation. I can't say that I, that that saddens me to see that Matt Patricia is failing at his job because that's uh, pretty much what he's been doing. Um, but yeah, it's just it's 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 hard to bet uh, with New England at this point. Um, it's it's fun to watch the fans turn on Bill Belichick and <laughs> and Mac Jones in the offense as much as they've done after all of the winning that he has done that Bill Belichick has done for that team and that, and that city in that area. It's, it's hilarious to see like actual Patriots fans saying Bill needs to retire. Like if Tom Brady doesn't come back next year for his last season, then Bill just needs to retire and like move, go run off to the sunset. Cause he's done. 
did not expect to hear that from Patriot fans. I figured they would just like want Bill to just coach until he's dead. Like they would, they they would just want him there forever. Um, so yeah, I think this is a, I think this is a pretty much a, I think this is an interesting game just because I think New England can play with them, but I think eventually they'll lose. I think eventually they'll lose. I think it's, I think this is a touchdown game to your point, Ace. Um, and so I'm going to take Cincinnati and the over. I mean, they're finding ways to lose. Well, you know what? That was just one bad play. That was a terrible decision because I, what everyone seems to keep reminding everybody of is that the game was tied. Like they didn't need to win. Like they weren't yeah. down by a field goal. Like all you right. had to do was just get tackled. Like after the dude lateraled it to you and you couldn't go forward, just get tackled. Like it is what it is. Like you tried. Yeah. Like, it, it didn't work. Just, just, just fall down. Yeah. Just go, just fall down. Just go out of bounds, get it to overtime but and then sh- it out there. Shout out to that guy who was getting screamed on. Um, who was wearing the Pats uniform, who was getting screamed on by that lady, by some Karen in Vegas, who was losing her mind because the team won in the luckiest way possible. He was just standing at the field while she's all in his face. Her husband even had to come and restrain her. He's like, you were getting out of hand. Yeah, it was a wild clip. I think everybody's seen it. This guy around on Instagram's like, props to you, sir, for maintaining your composure. Yeah, I read about that. That um, They actually said that Robert Kraft is actually going to invite him to the next Patriots game, too. So he's gonna actually he actually has a free ticket there to be in the owner seat, I guess, for the next Patriots game. Wow. Hopefully he can get some uh, luxury box seats. I think he's gonna be with the owner. If he if the owner's inviting you. Yeah, the owner inviting you. That's a that's a owner. That's you gonna be in the box seat. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up we got Houston at Tennessee. Uh Tennessee is favored by three and a half points. I'm gonna take Tennessee. Houston is trying to win a game for some reason. They're trying to get out of the first pick of the of the draft. So I think Tennessee should win this game and they can win this game. So I think they will win this game. That's simple. And I'm gonna take the over. Derrick Henry runs for 300 yards and they win. Point blank there. I'm actually gonna pull a shocker on this one, Ace. They're actually gonna pull a shocker on this one. I might laugh at this one, but I'm going to Houston on this one. I'm taking Houston. I'm taking the under this one. The reason why is Tannehill's hurt. Malik Willis is time for him to come in and prove himself. But Houston, Houston gets paid too. You have to, even though yes, Houston general manager, maybe the owner, they want that first pick. They want the you know losing, but those got those men in the locker room. They still play this game too. So I want to give them this win on this one. Houston in the under, and this is actually going to be my third lock of the week. Like on peanut butter. All right, Malik, go ahead. Houston's an interesting bunch. When you watch them play, um, especially these last two weeks, you know, you just and you look at the score and you're like, wait, they're they're staying with the Dallas Cowboys? Like they're 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 playing with these dudes. And then the next week, like they're playing with Kansas City too. Like these are two teams that they should be getting smoked by, you know, even though both of those games were were at home. I mean, you know, you expected these two teams to be you know, head and shoulders above them and talent and and all that stuff. And and I guess that that just leads to Ant's point. Like, yeah, these guys get paid too. These guys get paid to they get paid to play and they get paid to perform and they're they're working for their paychecks. And so when you look at it from that standpoint, then when you factor in the fact that, you know, a guy um uh what's his name? Tannehill's out for the season. Mm-hmm. Um so this is gonna be the Malik Willis show. And you pay attention to what, you know, what uh, Houston has done over the course of the last few weeks, it it does lean that way, right? Um, the problem that I have, though, is Derrick Henry owns the Houston Texans. 
He absolutely owns them. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They just give him the football and he owns them. And I think I'm pretty sure he went over 200 yards the last time he played these guys. Um, and that so just might very, that just might be what, you know, what that's the recipe for. It's, it's been the recipe for Tennessee, hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. But against Houston, it's been hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and when in doubt, hand it off again. And so Tennessee should just win, should just win this game outright. I also think this is a decent opportunity for Malik Willis to, to make some plays with his arm. He did not look good those first couple, those those couple of games where he had to fill in for Tannehill before. Um, and so if he's going to be the starter this week, uh, it's going to be a good opportunity for him to, you know, just show what he's learned, um, you know, filling filling in behind Tannehill and then potentially, you know, take over the starting job next season. So I'm going to take Tennessee and the over here. Um, I like, I like the, I like the, you know, the Derrick Henry, the Derrick Henry line, and for him to get over 125 yards rushing. And the high this week in Tennessee for Saturday is 21 degrees. So yeah, so you know yeah. it's going to be a running, it's going to be a physical running style game. They're not going to be throwing the ball too much, and if they have to run with, they have to run with the quarterback. Of course, Malik Willis is better equipped to do that than Tannehill at this point. Exactly, exactly. So these outdoor stadiums, which I feel like everybody, is Dallas in a dome, or am I tripping? Dallas is in a dome, right? Or is it? It's open? a it's it's it can be open. It's retractable, I think. Okay, so they, they, like never, they never open it up. <laughs> you never yeah. see them open it up. They're not playing that game, yeah, because it's gonna be cold. High in Dallas is twenty seven, so that just shows y'all how how cold it is this week. That's the thing in Dallas weather, is like a mini city. Yeah, the only warm weather game is gonna be San Francisco, L.A., and Arizona. So that's about it. Um, next up, we got speaking up. We got Washington at San Francisco. Washington is getting seven points. Um, I think San Francisco is gonna crush them. This should be an easy one for them. This is going to be my third or fourth lock of the week. What am I up to? This is going to be my fourth lock of the week. Give me San Francisco, and I'm going to hammer the over, and I'm taking points. The over-under on this is 37 and a half. I don't understand because I think that Washington's going to get 10 points, and San Francisco alone can probably score 28. They can get four touchdowns easy. Just McCaffrey and him throwing two TDs. So, yeah, give me San Francisco in the over, and this should be an easy one. Uh, I don't even think – San Francisco fans are going to want to watch this game. By halftime, they'll be eating Christmas turkey and ham or whatever y'all doing, opening up gifts, even though it's uh, Christmas Eve. So enjoy. Yeah, then. Yeah, for time-saving purposes, I'm just going to say I'm copying and pasting the same exact thing because that's what I already picked. San Francisco in the over. Give me that one, and we can just move on to Malik. I don't need to explain anything else because you already explained most of the stuff I was going to say. I really wish that Washington had played better against the Giants last week. Um, that would make this game a lot more interesting to me um, because Washington does have a pretty solid defense and Chase Young um, is is expected to play on Saturday. So that defense should be, should be getting even better. Um, Taylor Heineke did not have a good game last week. The offense did not play well last week. Um, they only scored 12 points against the Giants defense. That's not as good as the San Francisco defense. And they were at home. So it's just, you know, with them being on the road in San Francisco, playing the best defense in the NFL, even though their defense is pretty good and should be able to handle, should be able to, you know, uh, make things a little bit difficult for Brock Purdy and the offense. I just can't see how Washington's going to score enough points to, 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 to hit the number here. So I'm going to take San Francisco, but I'm going to take the under. Uh, on this game, I think that the I think that the number stays relatively low um, because that's how San Francisco wants to win it anyway. So, give me San Francisco in the under. I really think that San Francisco can be a team that can actually go deep in the playoffs if you think about it. I wouldn't be surprised to see them actually in the Super Bowl this year. 
they basically have everything, even though they have they playing with the um what's the name, Mr. Irrelevant at, at quarterback. They are well oil machine going into the playoffs. Well, yeah, they have the same they have the same formula that you know a lot of teams have with a quarterback that's not dynamic. It's you know, they have great players around them. Just, you know, play the game with within your within your strengths, get the ball to the offensive players and let them make plays for you. And that's what he that's what he's doing. Um and that as long as they don't have to ask him to do more than that, he should be fine. Yeah. Um uh, and I'm also I'm oh, sorry, I'm also locking this in as my third lock of the week. Oh, okay. All right. And next up we got Philadelphia at the aforementioned Dallas Cowboys. Garden Ministry was starting. Cowboys are giving four points to the Eagles. Everybody in the Eagles defense is still very much healthy. And if the Eagles win this, they can lock up home field. They've already locked up the division or a playoff spot, I believe. So I think the Eagles are going to come out here and try to destroy the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys' uh, vaunted defense was very disappointing, and they gave them pick six to lose the game. So we'll see if it's a system. And Michael Parsons was right after he was talking all that trash about, you know, System quarterbacks and all this stuff, and I expect them to step up and, you know, look what happened to the Cowboys. I don't know what to say, really, except uh, if you haven't seen her, Stephen A. say it, it kind of is what it is. Their offense isn't really working anymore, and I want to see what Indominus Sue can do in terms of disrupting the Cowboys up the middle. Um, their guard and the offensive line are a little banged up, so I think they could take advantage there. I'm going to be taking Philly. Um, not because I dislike the Cowboys, just because I think their defensive line is better. They don't actually get a better pass rush, but I think if you put pressure on Dak up the middle, it's going to make it harder, and Dallas won't actually be able to run on them. Uh, Tony Pollard will be the difference maker. So if he has a great game, Dallas can win, but if not, I'm going to take the Eagles, and I'm going to take the over. Go ahead, Ann. Um, I believe there's actually a real – there's a reason why Hurts is one of the MVP candidates and is actually a, a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. Since he's not going to be there, Um, I think this team is actually going to – as far as the offense is concerned, is going to be a little bit different. They're not going to be the same exact Eagles team. On that said alone, I'm just going to go with Dallas on this one. Not because, you know, I hate, you know, Corey, I'm picking one team over the other just because I have favoritism or anything like that. It's just that I, I really feel that Hurts is actually making – making is the reason why Philadelphia is basically this good this year as far as when it comes to the offensive running this team. This team is very – yes, Philadelphia is very stacked, but right now without Hurts, I think they fall they they fall down a level a little bit, so that's why just give me Dallas in the over in this one because Philadelphia is still going to score that those points and make up make up those points that we need for the spread. But definitely take, give me Dallas in the over in this one, and it's going to be in my um my fourth lock of the week. All right, yeah, Malik. I struggle with locking in Dallas in any situation at all, um, <laughs> really ever again. Uh, last. Last week, they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars um, in, in spectacular spectacular fashion in overtime. And this week, they play against Jacksonville's previous quarterback, uh, Gardner Minshew. So, you know, um, Minshew is – he's not your average backup. He's got a lot of starter experience. He's got a um, – a confidence about him that, you know, he, he feels like he can be just as good as any quarterback out there on the field. And I don't think that the, the offense changes all that much with him um, rather than with him instead of Jalen Hurts. I mean, obviously the running component that Jalen Hurts provides is, is the, the, the linchpin there, but you can still run a lot of, we can still run RPOs with him. He still has, Minshew still has some athleticism that he can take advantage of. Um, probably more adept at 
throwing the ball down the field. Um, he's probably adept. He can throw the ball down the field and get the ball down the field and, and, um, and, and be successful there. So I don't see any reason why Philadelphia doesn't, you know, look pretty, pretty close to what they are um, even against the Cowboys and holds the number. So uh, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly won this game, um, but I don't think that Philly, I, I would say, I wouldn't bet to Philly to win this game. I think the number is pretty, pretty even here. So I would stay away from this game if I could, but mm. since, since we're calling it for betting purposes, I'll take Philly in the under. That makes sense. I hear what you're saying about that. I wouldn't be shocked if Philly wins it either. Um, next up, we got Las Vegas at Pittsburgh. Somehow the high for the weather and the low for the weather is the exact same number in Pittsburgh, 11. Uh, Pittsburgh's favored by two and a half points at home against Vegas. Uh, I don't see how Vegas is going to come in here and beat them. They seem to be a they're, – they're kind of a two-man team. Darren Waller is back, so maybe that will help them. As bad as that team played against the Pats defense all game last week, they do tend to struggle, but they are playing okay. Pittsburgh, I think, is a better coach team, which is why I picked New England last week in that dome, and they let me down. I don't think anyone's going to make any crazy laterals this week. Therefore, I'm taking Pittsburgh at home to win by a field goal. Uh, Mike T is going to keep his winning streak intact, and he's going to coach another 500 or better team. They're winning this game, and they're going to win out for the rest of the season. Because Week 18 won't matter to Cincinnati, so they will not be playing anybody that matters. Go ahead, Ann. Um... Sorry, what team are we picking this one? This is um Pittsburgh, right? Vegas, Vegas at Pittsburgh. Raiders oh, and yeah. Steelers. Yeah, that's I guess that's why I didn't really care that much about it because it's the Raiders. It's basically the OC they're called the called Patriots OC who's gonna be Patriots OC next year once he gets fired versus the great Mike Tomlin. I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh in the under this one, even though I think um what's the name? Pitts is supposed to be hurt, right? Pick it, pick it or whatever. Pick it's yeah, hurt. Pick pick it is pick hurt. hurt. But I believe he's gonna try to play. I'm not sure. Even if he doesn't play, um, what's the name? Who's the backup is actually a good quarterback as well. But anyway, I'm going to take Pittsburgh in this one. Well, this is a and, night um, game too. Oh, good lord! Yeah, that's going to be that's scary already. You know, hide your children. You know, while I watch something else. Um, but anyway, give me Pittsburgh and give me the under this one. And um, I'm just going to go with that one just just because you know, I don't just don't believe in um Vegas at all. Sorry. I got you. R.I.P. Franco Harris, man. They're going to retire his number this weekend. Definitely. Yeah, that 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 Franco Harris thing was crazy. The the craziest thing was that he he did an interview the night before. Um and I listened to the interview the night before. I listened to that interview. I didn't listen to it live. I listened to it the next day after they had announced his passing and they, you know, played the they played the interview from the previous night on Mad Dog Radio on Sirius uh XM. And it's just it was just eerie to hear that like not to hear an interview from somebody that passed, but just to know that that interview was literally like eight hours ago. You know, it was like the timing between when he did this interview and now the announcement of his passing is just crazy. So I, I was really doing a lot of research to try to figure out what had happened um, and still no information. I don't think the family's going to be sharing that information. But anyway, um, yeah, that was a, it was a crazy, crazy situation. And I'm sure it's going to be a very somber um very emotional situation in pittsburgh um with them retiring his number on the 50th anniversary of the immaculate immaculate reception and because of that i think pittsburgh is going to go 
is going to go ham on the, on the Raiders. I think that they're just going to play the hell out of the game and smoke them um, because, you know what? Do it for Franco, man. Do it for Franco Harris. And, it was uh, the same and, team and go that they beat with the Immaculate Reception, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I just feel like they're just going to come out and guns are blazing, put some points on the board, and, you know, and, and do what they can to hold Vegas down. The biggest thing is, obviously, Vegas has – the best, the better talent, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball, with Darren Waller being back. Um, I don't think Renfro's back, but they still have Devontae Adams. Derek Carr is, you know, still a decent enough quarterback, and and Josh Jacobs is still one of the better running backs in football. So, you know, you can definitely see Vegas scoring some points. That's why I think I'm going to go with the over here. Um, I just don't see how Pitt loses on Franco Harris Day. So, um, I'm going to take Pitt, and I'm going to go with the over. Yeah. All right. We got. The Sunday games, the Christmas Day games, Green Bay at Minnesota. Whoever wins, if Green Bay loses Miami. the game. Miami. Miami, yeah. I said Minnesota, didn't I? Yeah, you said Minnesota. I'm, yeah. I'm looking ahead. Green Bay at Miami. This is the warmest game of the week that's not played in the Dome. Uh, the high is 58. It's going to be a 40% chance of rain. So if you're betting on this, just keep that in mind. They're going to be playing in damp, mildly warm weather in Miami. Uh, it's going to affect everybody. Maybe Green Bay has a couple of fumbles. Maybe they don't. They have the better running backs. Although, after seeing Raheem Mostert last week, who knows? He might run off, rip off some like 89 yard uh, touchdown runs against Green Bay's defense. has been playing pretty underwhelming. I think Miami has the better defense. I know they have the better receivers. So, it won't even matter if they have the better quarterback because he can throw six yard slants that they can just take to the house. Um, I'm locking in Miami as my fifth lock of the week. Miami only has to win this one by four. The over-under is 50. I'm very confident this is going to be under that. I don't think they're going to play this game in the 30s or 40s apiece, although that would be amazing to watch on Christmas Day. But uh, lock in Miami for me, and this is my most confident pick of the week. Go ahead, Ed. Oh, Sorry for the delay on this one. Um, I'm going to just go with Green Bay. I think they can actually maybe pull this off. This would be a fun game to watch. And I'm just going to I'm just going to leave it like that. I'm not going to really give any stats or anything like that. Just give me Green Bay in the over. All right. All right. Go ahead, Malik. Checking that eight ball. <laughs> you better shake it hard because <laughs> uh, I think Miami's going to drop these dudes. Look, look, Miami's lost three in a row. Um, and that that's that I think that's where this number is coming from because Miami has not been um very good over the last few weeks. Um, but those three, those three games, they lost against a pretty good competition. Uh, I believe these two of the games they were against, they were against uh, San Francisco one game. And then who they lose to last week. I cannot remember who they lost to last week. Um, but that was a, you know, pretty, Oh, Buffalo. We lost to Buffalo, Buffalo in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, only because they played snowing some, at the end of the game. By yeah. Wow. They played some really, really tough teams against some really, really tough opponents. And they played hard against both of those teams and played, played hard and well against both of those teams. Um, I just think, I, I mean, shout out to, I know we're not at shout outs yet, but shout out to the media for gaslighting us about Green Bay. Green Bay goes in on a Monday night at home. They beat a horrible Rams team that has like literally none of their starters playing. Aaron Donald's out. You know, uh, I don't even know Jalen Ramsey was actually out there, but I know he wasn't out there for long. Um, you know, obviously Stafford's out. Cup is out. Like the, the team is just nowhere near what they what they had been a year ago. Green Bay comes in, beats them by 12 points. And then Aaron Rodgers gets on the 
gets on the um gets an interview and starts talking about, oh, we just need to win another game and just win out and see what happens. And then the media goes on this storm of conversation about whether or not Green Bay is going to going to make the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not a good team. They're a bad team. And they're going to go to Miami and they're going to get smacked. And I hope they get smoked out. So I'm going to take Miami and the over. And this is going to be my fourth lock of the week. I'm going to be watching this game intently because I feel like, you know, the world has just been, you know, the media has just been really gassing us on, on Green Bay after one win against a bad Rams team. Stop it. You're not going to win this game. Mm. Miami should smoke you guys. So there goes all the goodwill for the Lions fans. Um, next <laughs> it, has no, and it, has, it has nothing to do with it. I mean, like the Lions, the Lions are what they are. I just feel like Green Bay, Green Bay is just getting the benefit of the doubt too much, too many times, man. He's not, it's not a good team, dude. I think he's talking about the goodwill from the Green Bay fans towards the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. I went out the window. <laughs> went yeah. out the window with your speech. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I don't like Denver. y'all anyway. <laughs> Denver at the Rams. The Rams are favored by two and a half at home. Oh, no. the Ram- Denver is favored by two and a half at the Rams. Um, yeah, I don't know if Aaron Donald's going to play. Denver's defense is really good. The over-under on this is 36 and a half. I think it's going to hit the over. Um, I think both teams are going to make some plays. Russell Wilson's going to play. He had three touchdowns the last time he played. I expect him to throw three more touchdowns. He's going to play well because it kind of doesn't matter for Denver. Uh, I don't think they can make the playoffs anymore, so I'm going to take Denver. It doesn't – neither of his teams are playing for anything, so I'm going to take Denver. That's just – it's just that simple. Go ahead, Ed. It's crazy how the beginning of the year run on, I say around August or they whatever. They expected this to be a playoff matchup, which is why yes. they scheduled this too. Yes. And these yes, teams this was, both this the thing. This is supposed to be the game, the game of the week type of thing. Like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. Oh man. But anyway, just give me, just give me Denver, just because I'm just flipping a coin on this one. You know, it could, as of right now, the Rams team is basically a skeleton crew right now running this. Whatever, just give, just give that. It's like I'm the same boat with you, Ace. Like whatever, just give me, just give me the, the team that actually has an okay. This is coming defense. down to playoffs for you, and you took Russell Wilson. I hope you picked up somebody else as your QB or Kyler Murray, and I hope you picked up somebody else because good luck to you. Yeah, yeah. Don't be, don't remind me about the Kyler Murray thing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Ann. I mean, go ahead, Malik. I mean, having it could be worse. You could be having to go into this week, you know depending upon, you know, the great arm of Gardner Minshew because Jalen Hurts got injured. Um, so it could be a lot worse, uh, the situation. I feel like, you know, the Denver Broncos are probably now just starting after after Russell Wilson has missed a couple of games uh, because of his injury. Um, what we saw what we saw him do the last game that he was out there playing, maybe they're starting to play a little bit better. And next season is going to be the year for them. But this season is not it. They're already mathematically eliminated, and they're out of the playoff out of the playoff hunt. But they're playing against a team that they're they're significantly better than. The Rams are really bad, and they're going to continue to be really really bad. And I think this is just a lost season for them. And then you chalk that up, and then you come back next year. You know, trying to be better than ever. Um, but yeah, so Denver should win this game running away. Um, they're just a better overall team up and down the board. So I would take Denver and the over. And if I had, I do have another lock, but I don't want to use it yet. So I'm going to uh, take Denver and the over on this one. All right. Next up, they got Tampa Bay at Arizona. The battle of the six-win teams. Or five-win team versus a six-win team. 
Tampa Bay still leading their division, still has a chance to actually have a winning record. Um, I have no idea who's starting a quarterback for Arizona. I think it's Trace McSorley. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. Give me Tampa by a million. Um, Tampa's <laughs> favored by seven and a half on the road. The over-under is 40. If Tampa doesn't score 30 points in this game, they're not trying as hard as they can. The defense should crush Arizona. Uh, yeah, Arizona's not going to have a shot. I don't know how much better Trace McSorley has gotten, but the last time I saw him play, he was pretty bad for the Jets. This is the same dude, unless I'm mistaken. Um, and when he was in college, he wasn't exactly airing it out either. So, yeah, give me Tampa. Give me Brady. He was playing for the Jets, right? And he was pretty trash. No, he, he wasn't playing – he wasn't playing he for did. the Jets, but he's still trash. Um, Might as well okay. be playing for the Jets. I thought he, I thought he was with the Jets like four or five years ago, but somehow he hung around the league. Anyways, give me, give me Tampa. Um, touchdown for Mike Evans. Bet that if you want to get a prop bet, it's going to hit probably this week. And uh, yeah, Tampa's going to beat them by like forty-five. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, it's, I, I basically had the same um, feeling when you when I found out the quarterback. I was like doing that old VA thing, whatever. Oh, uh, what's so? I think it's Jewish people do that or something like that. <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah. But anyway, that's the way I was going on this. I saw that. I was like, come on now, this is a layup for Brady right here. Because basically wheelchair in, wheelchair out before the half, and the game is over. But anyway, give me Tampa Bay and give me about a million over this one and make this. Oh, my fault. I had the, the next game is my lock. So give me Tampa Bay, give me the, the under just to be nice about it. And I'm just going to pass the ball off to Malik on the, the end of this, um, this game. I take that back. He's never started the game in the NFL. He's come in yeah. um, to relief when he was with Baltimore. He was at Baltimore. I know he was, he was drafted by Baltimore. Hey, yeah, who knows? So he might be, maybe he he might be the new Mr. Irrelevant guy. He might be taking you know, mm-hmm. one of those. I don't know. He was like a – he was a six-round pick, so they had some kind yeah. of pick. But either way, I, yeah. I liked Trace McSorley, McSorley coming out of Penn State. I thought he was – you know, he was a poor man's Johnny Manziel. He was – he could run a little bit. He could throw a little bit. He had the moxie. He That's had the not light, a compliment, you know. by the way. No, but coming out of college, it was because Manziel was actually a good college player, right? But he he just never – he never materialized in the NFL because of his personality, not not always because of his his uh, his, his skill set. But, like, to me, <laughs> to me, he was – to me, Trace was properly drafted against his contemporaries in, in, in the draft. Like – he lacks, you know, top level arm strength. He's not a great, you know, um, he's not a, you know, supreme athlete or anything like that. He just, he just, he can see stickers around because he can play. He's smart. He can play the game and he's not, and he's, he's not going to, you know, beat you. He's not going to, you know, hurt, hurt your team. He's not going to hurt you, hurt the offense himself. He's just not going to be able to do anything with it. And he, and he make any explosive plays. So I'll take Tampa to win the, to, to win the game. Um, even though I don't trust Tom Brady at all, I don't trust the Tampa Bay offense at all. I do think they should win the game, and seven and a half points is not that big of a number. It's just winning by. Winning. I could. I think this game goes goes and they win by ten. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay on the under. Um, but I think Trace McSorley is is an interesting play here. Uh, I will be watching at least a, p- a portion of this game to see what winds up happening. I'd like to point out that the Cardinals scored nine points in the second half when he came in the quarterback. He threw two interceptions. Completed seven of fifteen passes for ninety-five yards. So he's, that's that's what we're working with. Still better than Zach but, Wilson, but but he's at home, so there's hope. Yeah, and he'll have a whole week taking number one team snap, so maybe he'll be better. I don't know. No, he will be better. Boops. 
as, as, as my dad always says, the team that has to travel the farthest always loses. So maybe Tampa's going to lose because they got to travel across the country. I don't know. I don't know about that. It's, you know, Zach Wilson just used the token to get from, you know, New York City to Jersey. You know, he, he didn't really travel that far. He kind of sucked. All right. Well, last, definitely, mostly least, the team with the largest comeback in NFL history ever against them, the Indianapolis Colts are on Monday Night Football, for some reason, um, hosting the L.A. Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers as an obvious pick because they're getting four and a half points and they need this game to stay into the playoffs. Uh, I don't see any hope for Indianapolis coming back in this one. They got to be pretty down after last week because everything went wrong for them to lose that game. It proves how good Justin Jefferson is, how good KJ Osborne is, and how good uh, Kirk Cousins is in primetime. So shout out to him. Justin uh, Justin Herbert, or A. Bear, is a much better quarterback. The Colts quarterback is cooked. Um a decade ago, I would have picked him, or even eight years ago, six years ago, when he was in the Super Bowl. But it's been all downhill since then. Uh, I don't know. This has not worked out well for Jeff Saturday. I thought it would be better than this. I didn't think it would be bad, this bad. But at this point, I just got to take the Chargers because they keep letting me down every week like they do their fans. So go uh, Chargers. Get it. Well, I'm just going to flip the coin here and shake the Magic 8-Ball once again, and I'm going to roll with Indianapolis on this one. I'm taking Indianapolis in the over. Um, Monday is not a Saturday, so Jeff Saturday might actually win a game. And, and maybe his, his, you know, off-the-couch, you know, um, coaching actually might actually work this this game. He got a new quarterback under the center. He actually can do some things. Hey, never know. You never know. He even he, he can audible get a phone call into Peyton Manning while they're having a show, so they can tell him what to actually do and stuff like that. You know, on the side of the red phone. So give me Indianapolis and take the over. And I'm actually going to make this my lock. Oh. That's that's how good this is going to be. I'm going really? I'm going to make this my lock because you know the Magic Eight Ball says so. Everybody should be putting some money down on this. All right. I would yeah, like don't, to say. Don't, I like to say also before you go, Ace, do, yeah. uh, for the people at home, do not fall into my fantasy world over here. Do not follow this advice. It's <laughs> <laughs> making anti-picks. Okay. He's making Black Adam picks. He's the anti-hero picks. Yes. Uh, I would say the, the, the NFL did us a favor because all these games that are on Sunday are pretty sorry and you don't need to watch them. So, in fairness to the NFL, they do us a favor. Go spend time with your families. Don't watch these games because it's pretty obvious who should win. So, unless yeah. something crazy happens, you will not be watching any TV. They want you to watch the NBA games. That's why. That's what true. they'll be doing. Yeah, Malik. Yeah, I was going to say, um, <laughs> I'm glad Ant cleaned up his his, uh, his his the end of his bet, right? The end of his, uh, his pick right there because I was going to follow up and say, if you are betting on this game, in any way, shape, or form, you are a degenerate, and you should go get help. Um, because this is this is not the type of game that you should be betting any real money on. Please stay away from this game as best as you possibly can, because because you never know. Indy can score thirty five points in this game, and, and and like we saw this happen. We saw Indy go up and down the field against the Minnesota Vikings team, score thirty three points, and then only in the first quarter, first half, and then score three in the second half and lose. Like this is. This is how crazy this is. And the Chargers, the Chargers are a damn, they're, they're a roller coaster ride when you watch them. Like they literally can be great one day and horrible the next. We don't know which versions of Chargers we're gonna get. I'm gonna take the Chargers in lock, and, and and this is my lock, my last lock of the week, because I have another lock here. And and four and a half points is a is a relatively You're small number. The Chargers. 
I'm locking in the Chargers because I feel like the four and a half is a is and, a and locking in Indianapolis. This is yeah, I was about to say, I was about to say, would you rather lock in the Chargers or the Indianapolis? Well, I'm locking in. The, I'd rather lock in the Chargers, but the main thing here is Jonathan Taylor's out for the season. Um, yeah. he's not going to be. He's not playing, and he is such a huge part of what they what they what Jeff Saturday and the team wanted to do when Jeff Saturday got hired. They wanted to feature Jonathan Taylor, get the ball back into his hands. Put Matt Ryan and the and the passing offense into you know positive yard situations to make you know sim- make the simple plays and move move the ball down the field. But you know, bar none, they were they were planning on doing for Jonathan Taylor what uh, the Titans did for have done for Derrick Henry over the years, and just to see how well they could they could you know come back and play. Um, that said, Jonathan Taylor's not there. They're going to have to rely on backup runners and that's probably not going to go not going to bode very well for them against a Chargers team that's fully healthy at the very that, that's you know pretty damn healthy at this point so right. I'm gonna take the Chargers lock it in uh and that's my last pick of the day all right and before we move on to our shout outs and you're gonna go first but I just want to give you some time to think of what you're gonna say our best bets on the season I'm 36 and 39 I'm 48 percent and is above 500 at 40 and 35 so maybe he's a madman but he's right I don't know uh, 53%. For some and Malik is 34 and 41 to 45%. So maybe you should hammer Indianapolis Colts, and I don't know what I'm talking about. On the season. I'm, mix, I'm, I'm mixing those formulas like the power, you know, the beginning of the Powerpuff Girls things. You know, mm-hmm. you see all the stuff going through. I got, I got, the, got that magic touch. That's just a reusable shot they use every single time. It's the same frame. <laughs> it's the same frame. 102 <laughs> wins for me, 120 losses on the season, week 16. I haven't gotten to that yet. 45% for me, ends at 47%, 107, 115. I had a really bad week last week. Only got six wins, but I'm going to catch up. And Malik is up 50. Oh, wait. You're, you're above 50%. You're at 50.7%, 113 wins, 109 losses. So Malik so far in the season, don't listen to any of his best bets, but pick every other game you picked. Pretty much. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to go. Well, um, since I just kind of um barged into this um this episode, I was not supposed to actually be here. The only shout outs I basically gonna have is basically jet related. So if you want to get some snacks or something like that, you can get that while, while I go over this. It's not gonna be a long rant, so don't go too far. You know, but anyway, shout out right here. now. <laughs> shout out to the New York Jets on this one. You know, they had a good season, but basically, as we were recording this, this season is over. I see it's 19-3 right now. Chris Streveler, the fourth-string quarterback, actually paid, played better than the number one overall, number number two overall draft pick from two years ago. I can't believe that shit. Shout-outs to him. Shout-outs to Chris Sims and, and Steve Young, who keeps defending this number two overall um, quarterback, and these other media guys who keep defending him. Oh, we got to see what Zach Wilson is. We already know what Zach Wilson is. He's a pile of hot trash. We don't need to go any further. Uh, a, he's gonna learn how to do peewee football. Learn how to go. Learn how to do peewee football. Learn how to actually pass for three yards without firing bullets. Or he's just gonna suck and go to the CFL. My money's on the CFL right now. Go to Vegas, put that money down. Zach Wilson in the CFL. Shout out to that. Shout out. You know, just basically shout out to that. And I'm just done because you know, as a fan, my season's over, and hopefully, we have a good playoffs. Oh, and shout out to the Bills. Hopefully you guys don't not win the the um the Super Bowl. Shout out to you guys. I'm going to I have to put that in there too as well. Shout out to that. <laughs> Being as this is the last show before we get through Christmas and uh, Hanukkah, I just want to say Happy Hanukkah to everybody. Merry Christmas. 
And um, I hope you enjoy the time off with your families. And I hope you get to, you're able to take time off. But for everybody out there who has to work this weekend, I hope, um, you know, your job's treating you well and paying you as much as you can. And you get that uh, time and a half. I hope it's worth it for you to do that. And if you get a chance, you know, spend some more time with your family, get some good food and uh, try to catch up on, you know, whatever you want to do. If you want to binge watch some TV shows this weekend, I hope you get to do that. And um, I hope everybody stays warm and everybody's uh, power and electricity is intact for as long as possible. So everybody can uh, not freeze this weekend when it's 18 degrees from Maine to Miami, where it's going to be like 42 on Sunday at night. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, so you took you took my shout out to just shout out to heat and hot water. Shout out to those two things that nobody that everybody takes for granted until it's 10 degrees outside and you're trying to figure out you're trying to figure out how to stay warm. We're the uh, podcast because we all grew up in New York and that's one thing as a New Yorker you can count on. Right? Exactly. That apartment heat is strong. You'd be in your house in a wife beater and like barefoot (laughs) with 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 Olaf's on. And it's just, mm-hmm. just sweating for no reason. Like, why is it so high? <laughs> all the windows open. You could not imagine any of the city. Like, all the windows open. Radiating heat. Like, you exactly. are the human torch. It is insane. <laughs> it's only in a New York City apartment do you open the window in the middle of December just to get a little air because it's so damn, so damn hot in your apartment. Uh, living in a house here in Georgia and hearing all the... Um, all the horror stories about, you know, what you need to do to, you know, insulate your home and uh, all these things. Oh, I've got a, I've got a list of things that I have to now do as soon as we hang up this podcast to insulate my home. And then I have to drive to my parents' home and do the same thing for them because they are away. They're actually um, away in, um, they're enjoying the, enjoying, enjoying the holidays in Bermuda. Um, so I have to go, go insulate their home on top of insulating my home first. So shout out to heat and hot water for anybody that's going to be, you know, indoors and enjoying the time uh, doing that this this weekend. Uh, again, to Ace's point, shout out to everybody enjoying the holidays with the family and friends uh, and being able to take some time away uh, from work and from the craziness of the of the world and enjoy enjoy some time uh, just to do what they to do their thing. Um, and, you know, have some gifts, have some food, have some fun with family and friends. Shout out to the uh, <clears throat> James Cameron. And uh, stealing my three, stealing stealing uh, sixty dollars and three hours of my life uh, with the, the latest <laughs> Avatar movie. Um, shout out to you, my friend, because uh, you made a beautiful, you know, um, you made a beautiful movie that made absolutely no sense to me. Um, so uh, I, I never getting that time back. Uh, probably gonna well, have to watch. Shout out to you, Malik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to you because you saved me some money. Because I yeah. wasn't going to see that shit now. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, comes to Disney Plus. It's it's. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can wait for Disney Plus. You don't need to go see this in the theaters. It's 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 a beautiful movie to see. I would say it's a beautiful movie to watch. It's 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 great. It looks great on the screen. Um, but the story is just ridiculous, honestly. Um, and it took you 13 years to make this. It's hilarious. Anyhow, <laughs> shout out to them for, for putting that for putting that together. Shout out to Prime Video because Jack Ryan season three is out, and thank God. That's gonna be my binge for the uh for the for the Christmas season. I will be binging that. I'll be binging White Lotus on uh, Apple TV Plus. So shout out to me for you know all the shows that I'm getting ready to watch over the next couple of weeks. And then last but not least, shout out to um the Detroit Lions for making this an interesting week 16. I'm usually knee deep in draft coverage, in draft talk um at this point in time in the season. And it is now week well, where 16. I'm at right now. <laughs> it's now week 16 
and I'm still very much in, involved in what's going to happen. Um, and that's not a normal occurrence for me. So shout out to the Detroit Lions for, you know, you know turning the season around and putting yourselves in a position to potentially make the playoffs and, uh, and make things really exciting for everybody. So uh, that's it. That's all. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's or whatever and cool for the um, Jets Pro Bowlers. Yeah, Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, enjoy. Thanks, we can't hear you. You just talking for no reason. Listen <laughs> to us on Podcast Podbean, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, all of that stuff. Find us, like, subscribe, um, and Spotify, where we get most of our listeners from. Shout out to y'all. I appreciate all of y'all. Yes, appreciate it. it. We out. <laughs>